This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Forestry is and will continue to be an important part of the rural economy and the BC economy as well. As we journey together through this period of adjustment to the well-predicted drop in the log supply due to the end of the pine beetle wood, these action items announced today will help support workers as we focus on a future where we maximize value for every log coming out of the publicly held forest lands rather than maximizing volume. Been a tough summer for that gentleman right there. That is Forest Minister Doug Donaldson, who's taken a lot of criticism for the lack of what seems like the government response to the issues in the forestry industry. Well, that announcement right there uh, was signaled a bit of a change on that front, announcing that the provincial government will provide $69 million to fund a new series of measures to support BC's forest workers. But let's get the details on this, all the background, all of that, with the help of Global News reporter Richard Sussman, who joins us now. Hi, Richard. Hi, Simi. does feel like this was a long time coming. It sure does. And no surprise that Minister Doug Donaldson was asked by reporters in Prince George, what took so long? Because that's been the big criticism, is that the provincial government just hasn't done enough to deal not just with the closures and moving forward with the forestry sector, but all the workers who have been affected. Donaldson said today 3,000 workers in the province have been affected by the closures, and what was announced today was funding to help them. But around the question of why it's taken so long, Donaldson says, well, they've been in the community, they've been working with individuals, trying to ensure that they have the best uh, package possible to deal with this issue. Right. And then the other thing as well Critics have been saying, why did it take so long to ask the federal government for help? The province finally asked, but it was just a few weeks before the federal election started. Now we're in an election. There's no government in place in order to make those decisions. So critics were really quick to point out, well, the Fed should be willing to help on this and provide some money. And now we're hooped that we won't be able to receive that funding until after the federal election. Both those things, obviously important points here. And you know, every minute is valuable for these people who are out of work up uh, in the interior and other parts of the province. Right. So then what does today's announcement do for those people? Yeah. So there is funding now here, $69 million built in to try to support these workers. And it has affected those in the lower mainland as well. We've seen these closures in Surrey and in Maple Ridge. Uh, a big part of that money will be to establish uh early retirement bridging programs for older forestry workers. So if a worker has lost their job that's over the age of 55, uh, they will be eligible uh, for this early retirement uh, bridging money. The other thing it's going to factor in is if there is a younger worker who has lost their job and could replace an older worker who hasn't, that older worker above the age of 55 uh, could receive uh, some of that funding. Uh, There's also really interesting, a new short-term forced employment program, and that's going to be targeted at addressing the issues around uh, forest fires. So they will be hiring workers who are out of work in order to try to, you know, clear the forest floor in order to help prevent forest fires down the road. Uh, And then another part of the money will go to uh, skills training uh, and uh, community grants uh, for training to try to retrain forestry workers uh, to find work elsewhere uh, because of the concerns that this could be a really long-term 
impact on those uh, forestry-based communities. Is this, Richard, do you get the sense, like, is this what the forestry industry was looking for? Are there pieces missing? Are they happy with this? There's lots of pieces missing. And I think the big piece about it all is competitiveness. So the COFI, the forest industry group, released yesterday a 60-point plan uh, to address some of these concerns, but also far beyond that around competitiveness. And I spoke to BC Liberal critic John Rustad. Uh, and what he told me as well is another big issue is stumpage. And so those are fees uh, that are applied, a rate pro- provided by the provincial government. The way that it's done in Alberta is every month the rate is reviewed uh, and that allows for you know more consistency in the pricing. In BC, what happens, it's reviewed once a year with three smaller uh, quarterly updates and Rustad says that just isn't good enough. The defense from the province though is that stumpage is tried and tested and also an integral part of the uh, legal cases that are now going on around solving Softwood Lumber in the United States and and BC will not be doing anything to address stumpage. But the bottom line is that the industry wants the province to do more around being competitive moving forward. BC's trying things. They're trying to, to have more value added. They're trying to use as much of the resource as possible. But obviously, with a changing industry and the effects from pine beetle and fires, BC has just fallen behind here, and it is really, really hurting workers and communities. Right. So how much of this, you mentioned this, but the softwood lumber dispute, like how much of this... Do they think, oh, wait a minute, until we get this solved, it's going to be fine? Like, are they blaming the softwood lumber dispute for this? Yeah, so not in huge regards to me. I think it's one of those things where the industry is just learning to live with it. And I think the reality is that there will be no action on the softwood lumber deal uh, while Donald Trump is in the White House. And the Canadian government has tried, but we're right now working sort of on a bridge deal uh, until there can be a long-term solution after the previous deal expired. And I don't expect that we'll we'll get any resolution on that until there's a change uh, in Washington. And uh, that could be uh, next year, and that could be five years down the road. Also, it might not matter because uh, we've had softwood lumber disputes no matter who's in the White House. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the challenges, too. They can't even have a conversation saying, at this point that's relevant, right? It's like, so, you know, in the past we've had been at the table, we've had disagreements, we've gone back and forth and finally we've chalked at a deal. This point we're not even at and there's no yeah, real there's meaningful no table. discussions there's even no taking table. place around it. So, you know, that is one of the major issues, obviously. And, you right. know, C- Canadian wood could be good to build one of those tables. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But first, got to build the table. First, got to yeah, chop yeah. the tree down. We're so right. far behind. Richard, yeah, yeah, exactly. thank you for that. Thanks, I appreciate Simi. it. Thanks, that's Simi. Richard Zetsman, our global news reporter, talking about these new forest workers programs announced by the provincial government today. $69 million to fund a new series of measures to support the forestry industry, the workers in particular, who've been impacted by mail closures. 